Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, I don't know if we got a lot of news today or the making of a lot of news or I think, we got something. I think a lot of stuff is uh, boiling. We talked about that that pot of water boiling. I think the bubbles are getting bigger and it's just about ready to boil over uh, right. politically. First of all, a uh, uh, little sad note, uh, David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young on occasion, also of the Birds, uh, passed mm-hmm. away yesterday. Uh, interesting character. You know, he got an extra lease on life. You know that, right? Yeah, with the liver transplant. Yeah, he, uh, and some people say he kind of jumped to the head of the line. I don't know what the story was, but he did get the transplant. And he kind of changed his life a bit, and uh, I think he got another 25 or 30 years, didn't he? Yeah, he got a good ride out of it. I got uh, uh, a colleague, and that's the way to say it, that had the same thing happen about six years ago. And, uh, you know, was just a real piece of crap in life and how he treated his body and how he lived, but somehow he got ahead of the line and uh, got a liver transplant. And a new lease, you know, he's doing things to be healthy and everything. He's still the same guy, you yeah, know, and yeah. uh, no offense to him, but I sit there and and uh, I wonder, there's a lot of good people out there that through no fault of their own uh, need a liver transplant or something happens, but they don't always get it, you mm-hmm. know, and so, you, you, you know. I'm not like sure. Billy Joel song, only the good die young. I'm not sure about uh, what the the situation with uh, David Crosby. I, I did read articles that said he kind of jumped to the head of the line, but uh, he may have had medi- he may have had medical reasons for that that we don't know about. The media is not always uh, honest. <laughs> he no, said, come with on. A smile, "We're talking about the American media uh, here, and they would <laughs> never lie about anything." No, that's true. Oh, my gosh. Hey, you know, uh, that uh, World Economic Forum is uh, going on right now in Davos, Switzerland. And, you know, Senator Joe Manchin is over there. A lot of people, you got to question why they're there. Now, Joe Manchin is a U.S. senator. His job really is to be in Washington, D.C., uh, working for the state of West Virginia. But he's over in Davos hobnobbing with the hoity-toity <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. Well, he's got to be careful what he does because there's somebody else that's looking to run against him now. Well, um, who's that? I forget his name, but there is there is he's a, got somebody that said uh, the other day, yeah, I'm running against Manchin. So Manchin is going to, he's got to sit there and please his constituents. And right now, you know, the, a lot of the Democratic Party's not happy with him. Well, so. yes, yesterday he's over at this conference, and he's talking about social media and free speech, and uh, he was pandering to these socialists who, who are over in Davos. Listen. The problem that we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms. So if you're able to have five platforms, social platforms, that you can basically um, personify the extremes somebody who is extremely right or extremely left and it seems like that is the majority speaking they're not the majority but they're basically driving everybody to make a decision what side are you on are you on this side or this side and in america there's only one side the american side it's not the republican side or democrat we should be coming together to solve the problems from a different angle oh gotta gotta love it you know all of a sudden they've lost some of their power in dc the left has and now they're talking about a kumbaya moment when the right and the left should come together to 
to solve our common problems. But yet when they controlled Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. they, they didn't share anything. They just, they just came down with a, a socialist leftist hammer on everybody. And uh, you either you look at Nancy Pelosi. Was she a kumbaya person? I don't think so. Um, no, she wasn't. Jim Justice was the guy that I was thinking of. Uh, he's the guy that's going. Yeah, he's he hasn't. I think officially tossed his uh, his hat in the ring, but he said, eh, "You know what? Joe's not doing the job, and he's a Democrat, so he's mm-hmm. going." Uh, so Joe may have some problems at home, or it could open up the door because uh, for a Republican to uh, step in. If they start infighting, you know, for that seat. I, I don't know how anyone wins uh, on the left in West Virginia. You've got a state that uh, it, it lives and dies on the coal industry, and the mm-hmm. left wants to destroy the coal industry. So, oh, yeah. How does that, uh, you know, how do you win as a, an elected official uh, when you're a Democrat in West Virginia? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but then again, a lot of things in recent elections haven't made a lot of sense to me, you know? Yeah. Um, also, uh, you know, Hollywood is filled with a bunch of strange people, <laughs> really, really strange people. And, you know, there've been a lot of rumors floating around recently about, uh, people in Hollywood that, uh, you, you, you get the public uh, persona, their public image. And you think, Oh, they're really nice people. Oh, they're really wholesome people. And you find out that maybe that's all nonsense, and they're they're different. Let me read this story to you. Um, the 64-year-old Halloween star who contracted mm. COVID-19 after attending the Golden Globes posted a photo on Instagram, it's now deleted, and Facebook, which focused on the, quote, beautiful Pollock chairs in the center of the image, right? You were supposed to be looking at a conference room with uh, chairs in it, and she was trying right. to show you the chairs. Behind the chairs on the wall was a picture of a young, looks like a very young boy, naked, in a, a box of some kind. It could have been a big cardboard box, looking up innocently at the camera and provocatively at the camera. And this is framed and hanging in this conference room. And you can't look at this picture and focus on the chairs. You don't even see the chairs when you, when you look at this picture. The first thing you see is this little naked child right dead center, uh, uh, you know, the focus of attention. Mm-hmm. And I have read, and you may have read too, Bill, uh, a lot of stories about these, uh, some of these people in Hollywood uh, I'm not going to name names because I haven't got proof per se, but there's a lot of pedophilia, a lot of pedophilia going on out there. Well, I think the point is I, I, I can't attest one way or the other for Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, but the point is, is because there is a lot of pedophilia out there, I can see on one hand where a picture could be taken. The, I, I I think of the uh, the little boy that was naked in the cowboy boots you know and the boots were bigger than the kid it was a cute picture nothing really shown that thing is probably 30 years old now and you'd look at it and you'd laugh and go <laughs> but it was an innocent laugh because it was an innocent thing you know 
see that you would see. You are but, you're a normal guy, Bill. You're a normal but good person. That's what I'm person. saying. In this day and age, knowing what the hell's going on out there, you know, if I sat there and said, "Oh, look at those chairs." Wait a minute. What's that picture? I've seen that picture before, but no. Right. I, I wouldn't post it because it would send the wrong signal. And uh, and I'm not saying that I'm a saint when it comes to sending signals because sometimes, you know, I don't see the forest for the trees. But uh, you're right. I, you know, there what the are, hell was she thinking when she posted that picture? Understand something. We can all agree that there are pedophiles in our world. Period. Right. There are pedophiles. We're not making that up. They do exist. Some of them are doctors, lawyers, politicians. They are out there. Actors, actresses. It's it's on both sides of the aisle sexually. I mean, there are male pedophiles and there are female pedophiles out there. And so we have to agree that they exist. Now, mm -hmm. we, again, I'm not. I'm reading you the story that I read. In right. the no, news no, no. this morning about her in that picture. But I will tell you, the picture, I wouldn't hang it in a conference room. Well, I wouldn't either. And I'm just saying, you know, any more, you know, what you might have taken for granted, you can't normalize or even mildly normalize anything. And that's what they want to do. They want to take it and use these pictures to normalize it, to draw attention, attention away from their deviance. And there's a lot of that oh, going hey. on in the news cycle they, they, right now as we talk. They want to, the Scottish police have, um, have chastised, have been chastised rather for a report that uses the term quote, this is in Scotland, minor attracted people instead of using the term pedophiles, raising concerns that it could normalize child abuse. The Scottish police, when they do a, a, a form on, a, on somebody, on a pedophile, they want to use the term minor attracted person or people as opposed to pedophile. They want to, what you just said, normalize, soften what somebody is in this situation. There are people right. out there who want to make it so that it's not a crime. Pedophilia is not a crime. It's a choice between an adult and his little friend. It, 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 yeah, in my opinion, is the most cruel, it, along with rape, it's it's mm -hmm. a cruel form of, of, of sexual abuse. You're taking a, a little mind, an innocent little mind, and an innocent little body, and you are violating it. No if and It's about amazing about it. to me how quickly we've turned on uh, this topic because I would think five or ten years ago, maybe my my memory is not that great anymore, but the point is, Five years ago or even 10 years ago, uh, you would go back and what we're talking about would be, oh, my God, they're doing yes. what? Yes. Now it's like, oh, okay. It would have been something, by the way, you're very correct, Bill. I mean, 100 years ago, you'd go away to, you'd be thrown in the in the hooskow and that would be it. You would have been hung from the nearest tree. Oh, in some places, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but. Uh, it, I think there's an attack on uh, by the media and by the left on uh, normalcy and yes. some things that go beyond normalcy. Uh, uh, what what's the guy's name in Florida? Jim or uh, his name is uh, Greg. Greg, Greg Stubby. Greg Stubby. All right. 
He's a Republican. All mm-hmm. right. Let's get that clear. He's a congressman. Right. He was at home. All right. Now, before you sit there and cast any kind of judgment, he's trimming his trees, the branches that are overgrown. He's on right. a ladder. He's got a chainsaw, which uh, that is pretty much how you would do it. Even if you had someone down below to hold the ladder, it wouldn't prevent an, an upper branch that decides to break off and fall down on you and knock you off the ladder from mm-hmm. knocking you off the ladder. That happened. He got severely injured, obviously. Ladder, chainsaw, fall, Injury. bad news. Yep. You know, and and with that happening, you know, the the story is posted and uh, it's it's really really sad. And then I'm sitting here, I'm going, "Well, what are people saying, you know?" And all of a sudden, the left chimes in. Uh, you can't imagine how shocked I was that this imbecile is a Republican. And they're using this in every single one of these stories. This guy falls off a ladder and hurts himself, and they make it political. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Well, there's 47 comments here. I'll bet you. I'll bet you they're from the left right away saying what idiots Republicans are. And they're probably bots. They could be bots, but you know. But they want to do that. You know, the Trump cycle uh, of, of bad stories, well, they're firing it up again because, you know, he's he is running. He's the only candidate that's uh, professed to be out there. But, oh, they got to they got to use everything they can to demoralize and and throw a negative light on this guy. So they're doing that. Uh, hey, listen, another congressman. Listen, uh, if you did the same thing to a Democratic uh, representative, if a Democratic representative fell off a ladder and the Republicans criticized the person, it would be all over the news, uh, the cruel and evil. Uh, it would be Repub- hate speech. It would be hate speech. Exactly yeah. right. And then speaking of hate speech, uh, what is it, uh, Byron Donalds? Yep, from Florida. And, yeah. All right. So what did somebody now? They'll say, oh, it might have been someone from the right trying to get us in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Somebody sent him. Now, let's just clarify. He is black. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't know, he's black. So what? Smart guy, what? very articulate, very well-spoken, smart guy. So what could you do to sit there and get under his skin and get his ur? Well, I know what they did. I know exactly what they did. But you sent him a sent him a book, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Sure, they sent him that book. Really, the and ne- this is from the left. Let me ask the you a party question. That wants to bring people together. Yeah, that's I was sure. Let me ask you a question. The nastiest things that happen in our society, the nastiest things, do they come from the right, the conservative side, the patriotic patriotic side? the people who love their countryside, or does it come from the left? Well, you think about it now. Now, now a righty is going to, or a lefty is going to go, oh, that all comes from the right. Well, no, no, sure. But, you know, everybody, every story that I see and every comment that I see has been a negative from the left. So you have been brainwashed, you've been manipulated, and I even believe that the news cycle out there throws BS stories out there to rope a goat, get you into it, and then they'll set you up with fake news and make it look like, oh, man, I can't believe this. Oh, there's one on Biden today that's uh, a blatant attack on Biden. But is it a blatant attack on Biden 
or is it a, an attack on the right who's going right now Biden's in serious trouble oh I know he could be impeached I know he's you know? Uh, he's on a slippery slope and you read something to me this morning we talked about it and then we did some digging and we realized it was a satire it was a yeah. spoof but Bill it was included in the news feed. In an MSN news feed. Right. But I did question it. I was going, okay, the fact that they, you know, number one, Joe went to California California to escape right. all the classified document news. I'm going to go out and survey the damage from the storm. Yeah. Which he's still not being able to dodge the question. I got some audio of him. Uh, well, anyway, for some reason, my uh, my system is malfunctioning, and I don't well, know why. Well, while you're working on that, I'll just mention that story that we were referring to. All oh, they said there were boxes and boxes and boxes, hundreds of boxes all out in California that were found with top secret documents. But the story sank even deeper and lower, and it started getting really bizarre. But there were 1,400 documents. Now, I will believe, not from that story, but I do believe that anytime you see a little piece of ice floating above the water mm -hmm. it's not what you see on the surface it's what's below the surface you worry about yeah and so for them to say yeah there's 1433 documents found out there well i believe that that story is all a ruse and just to sit there and get somebody to bite on it and throw it out there and then they go say fake news yeah you guys are the ones that are presenting the fake news to get something to rope a goat as i like to say and get someone in, and you're trying to belittle and and cover up the See, real story, and what which is the Biden thefts. Here's the thing. He started out with uh, just a few documents at the Penn-Biden Center, and that was it. That was it. That's how we were told. Then, like, the next day, they found uh, another document or two. And then they went down the next day to Delaware, and they found some more documents. And it was it was a group of documents. It has grown and grown and grown. So what they did with this satire is to 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 muddy the water. They blew it up. they blew it out of proportion, right? This this fake story that he, he had, you know, what was it? Fourteen hundred documents at a one thousand four hundred thirty three, and the list keeps growing. In Santa Clarita, in his Santa Clarita home, I've never even heard that he had a Santa Clarita home. But let's say hypothetically he does. And well, then they said that there were multiple homes. In, in California that he was out trying to get documents. It was it was nonsensical, but like you and said, the Corvette Bill, Club and Michelle Obama and yeah. this and that and the, the big guy. They took all the power power phrases, but the one thing Democrats do, and they have done it since before Nixon, mm -hmm. they telegraph sometimes, they tell on themselves because they will throw something out there and it happens to be a tell-all on themselves. So as they sit there and blow this story up to make it so so preposterous that it can't be true, and then they go, ha-ha, you, you took the bait, there might be some truth in the amount of it out there, and even the pedophile parts of it, the drug parts of it, because we know that he's dealt with the Chinese, the cartels, uh, we know... Biden's history, I mean, the Hunter's history and Joe's history. So actually, not out of the realm of some possibility. What does the compliant news media do? The compliant news media, 
left compliant, not right compliant. Mm-hmm. The left compliant news media, they publish this story. They don't say, hey, they don't put a big thing uh, satire. They don't put a banner that says uh, g- you'll get a laugh out of this. No, they just they just post it like it's a news story, and you have to read it, and then you have to look at the fine print to see that uh, the guy who wrote it is a satirist, and we hope you got a chuckle out of this. But if you don't read that far in the story, and a lot of people don't, they'll just take the information, like Bill said, and they'll run with it. They'll- yeah, you know, it's kind of like when you watch uh- – a TV commercial, you know, and they say, do you suffer from elbow pain? Yeah. Take yeah. this and the elbow pain will go away. <laughs> By the way, you're going to have uh, severe headaches. You'll go blind and you'll, you'll get diarrhea. Yes. That's what this, cons- this, this liberal news is better read the fine print because it's got some bad side effects. Okay. I got the audio from Biden in California and uh, right. some of the, the audio from this clip is a little distant because the report is off mic. But you'll hear Joe loud and clear. Listen. We owe more than I could take time to talk about today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, the only, I'll answer the question, but here's the deal. You know, what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. But having said that, what's your question? Hang on, okay? Look, as we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives of the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Yeah, that's Joe. And he's, by the way, not ad-libbing that. When she asks the question, he looks down at his uh, index cards and he's answering with, uh, you know, an answer that was written out for him to read. Uh, he's in, he's in trouble, by the way, this guy is in mm-hmm. trouble. I wish that I could play for you. Tucker Carlson's open last night. Uh, he's been really uh, on the roll bill. Um, uh, he talks about the deep state, the people who really run this country and how, if you, if you get on their wrong side, they'll remove you in, in the snap of a finger. For example, he points out as a, uh, an example of just that, uh, Richard Nixon, who statistically, and anybody who was alive back then will tell you, uh, he was the most popular president in our history. I mean, statistically, Ever, yeah. uh, he had an enormous uh, following. He had uh, incredible uh, numbers of people voting for him, and bigger than presidents before or since. And he had just won re-election by this landslide, and then he ticked somebody off. He did something in the, he irritated the deep state, and the deep state turned on him, and before you know it, he was he was buried under this Watergate uh, thing, which was a nothing burger, but boy, the media made it out to be a big thing. They even talked about, Tucker talk, talked about Bob Woodward. You know, we, we mm-hmm. think of him as being this great investigative reporter, but apparently, mm-hmm. before that happened, he was working with the uh, 
intel people in the in the he was working for I think it was the uh, was it the War Department or Department of Justice? He was working deep in government intel. It was like he was put in place at the Washington Post to to develop this story. Do you know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. even things like Deep Throat, these characters Deep Throat that we for oh, years yeah. search for. Um, Deep Throat may have not even existed for all intents and purposes. Deep Throat may have just been one of the intel de- uh, de- departments feeding information, feeding the storyline to the Washington Post. And there was a person pinpointed as Deep Throat. Well, I they, the name of the person, yeah. but but I anybody think he, could have been Deep Throat. I think he had. I don't remember his name, but I think he had a background in intel. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, you know, when they did that, Deep Throat was a name, just a, a character name. Well, we have a source, Deep Throat. Right. And Deep Throat could have been you. Sure. Could have been me. As yes. a matter of fact, I just got a story that they're prepping Kamala to be president. I got that story from Deep Deep Throat. Oh, really? And, Did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think we should follow up on that. Maybe call a press conference this morning and talk about Talk about that. Deep Throat, though, was a great way for the deep state to feed the narrative to the public in a mysterious and uh, a way that they didn't have to justify. Well, we're getting it from Deep Throat. Uh, He's a a source that we can't name. We promise to keep him anonymous, and uh, you'll just have to take our word. And we did back then. We did. You know, we, we took the Watergate situation. If you think about what it was all about, it was about a bunch of guys who supposedly went into the Democratic National Headquarters in the Watergate Hotel. They went upstairs. They broke into the offices to get some information to see what they were doing uh, as far as a certain issue was concerned. But it was a nothing story. It really didn't mean anything to us nationally. It wasn't something that had great international weight. It was just a silly little story. But the media jumped on it and made it out to be the biggest crisis since the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. And the people fell for it because they controlled the media big time back then. If the three networks were covering it and if PBS had cameras there, you didn't have a choice. You turned the television on, you were going to see the Watergate hearings. And you were going to think, boy, that guy, that guy Nixon was a bad guy. Actually, Nixon was a victim. He was a very good president. He got us out of the Vietnam War. And uh, he, would, he would have been, I think, uh, they put in Gerald Ford. You know, Gerald Ford was this silly little, I don't mean it, but he was a, no, an, un, an unknown representative from Michigan who was who yeah who was put in place by these people he couldn't do any damage they could mm-hmm. get nixon out of office and they could and god bless us uh, gerald ford didn't really know how to be president heck he 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 was taking it day to day i mean we saw him walking up and down stairs getting in airplanes and you know doing somersaults and <laughs> falling downstairs he was uncoordinated but he was also placed there. And so, and Tucker said this last night, you took the most popular president, uh, maybe in our history, Nixon, who had, mm-hmm. who had 
uh, more votes than anybody, and you replaced him by somebody who had no votes at all. Let me ask you a question. You know, because there, there were people were saying Trump's the best president ever. Now, Trump did one term. Now, how did Trump's first term compare to Nixon? Was there a chance oh. that he could have ended up in the second term as equally as big as Nixon was in popularity I, or bigger? Absolutely. And you know what Nixon was? Nixon was independent. In office, he was an independent. He was he was not taking orders from other people. And they didn't like that because they were used to issuing orders to the presidency. So, right. uh, and, and Trump made mistakes. I thought about this this morning. He made some mistakes hiring some of his staff. People that he thought were going to be loyal and uh, going to be uh, conservative and honest ended up being anything but. Well, I think that's because, you know, look, you're you're talking about the deep state, and as it grows, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger than it was during the Nixon years. I mean, Nixon, who did he serve under now? He, Eisenhower. Right, right. One of the Another best Another great president, so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I was a kid, knew nothing about politics. And we were from a Democratic family, so we, we leaned Democrat and uh, big time. And I didn't think much. Uh, I mean, I liked Eisenhower for his military effort. You know, he was a great general. But I thought, well, eh, he was uh, a moderately successful U.S. president. But he was actually a very good U.S. president. He was a, a strong U.S. president. Uh, we got the wrong information. This media that we have now didn't just happen. They didn't just de- didn't just pop up. They've no. been developing for decades, you know, and yeah. they become stronger and stronger. And what we do need in our country, besides an honest government, is we need desperately need an honest uh, press, and we don't have it right now, and that's sad. I don't think we'll ever get one because and the reason is, is that before uh, what we had, the well, really, we had two networks and three, and then we started getting some, you know, we had the PBS and some other things that cropped up. But then social media came along, you know, with the Internet that uh, was invented by Al Gore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that has just blown everything open. But, you know, even... The the cabal, they figured out how to take over the internet too. They control every mouthpiece there is, except us. But uh, I have a meeting today at noon with them. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I. They control every mouthpiece. Well, the, the, it's got to change, Bill. If it doesn't change, if we don't get an honest media, if we don't get an honest government then we're not the land of the free and the home of the brave that we're sold on. You know, we're not, no, we're not, we're not the country that uh, we were told we were all growing up. No, no, yeah. we're not. And uh, it's a sad, it's a sad statement, but that is the way it is. And, and, you know, I don't uh, know how a good president like, uh, like president Trump. See, I, I think president Trump is maybe he wasn't the best president, because mm-hmm. when he came into office, he was too trusting. 
Right. And even even making the decisions that he made as far as personnel goes that were wrong, he still had a lot of success. So you got to wonder if now that he's got all of this experience behind him and he's learned from his mistakes, and one thing you know about Donald Trump is that he does learn from his mistakes. You will, right. you will probably not see uh, a lot of the old staff working in a new Trump administration. And, and that, I think, is a good thing because he will, he will have a good idea who to really trust when things were down and out, who was really there for him. Yeah. Now, I, I will tell you that a lot of people go, well, we got DeSantis. But if you look at the news cycles already, they are already, they're, they're, they've got the embers. They're building the fire under his feet. And they are getting ready to, uh, uh, you know, toast him. They, yeah. they want to toast him and marshmallow him and uh, make us some more out of him, I guess, because they're, they want to burn this guy up. We don't know DeSantis. We don't know. I mean, he seems like a really smart, articulate guy, but when you, and that's what they know. We don't know him, so they're going to introduce him to the DeSantis they want us to know. If you have learned anything over the last two or three years or four years, is that we don't really know any of these people. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I used to think Mike Pence was a pretty honorable guy. I don't feel that way about him anymore. There's an example. I used to think yeah. that Bill Barr was a, was a, a, tr- a truth fighter, a, a, a man who who stood by justice and, and the law. And I think he's a, a Washington stool. He, <laughs> what kind he, of stool are you talking yeah, about? I'll now? leave Go it at stool? I'll leave it at that. He, I, he's anything but what he purports to be, okay? Let's just leave it at yeah. that. And uh, there are a lot of people like that who I've learned you can't trust. I, I do think that uh, uh, a guy like Ron DeSantis... He hasn't proven himself. We don't know these people. How many times you go to a poll and, and vote for somebody, you have a list of people, and you look at the names and you think, I don't know any of these people. I don't know who they are, what they've done. I don't know whether they have good personalities, bad. I don't know whether they were A students in school or numbskulls. I don't know who these people are, but yet I'm supposed to vote for these people. And well, they, they have a solution for that. What's that? Straight ticket. Straight ticket. Yeah, and that's. That, I'll be honest with you. That's what I've been doing personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, you, if you don't know the people, you do know the party and the and the tenets yeah. of the party. And if they are people who support that plank, well, then you you uh, hold your nose and you pull the, pull the lever. But uh, yeah, but see, here's a, here's a problem with that though. Now I don't know about every state like uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say that uh, you know somebody's running for a particular office, but they don't have a Republican candidate. So, or whatever, the Democratic candidate is a Democrat, but can can run both, you know, can cross poll. So they show up on the Republican ticket. So if the Republicans don't have a candidate and you straight ticket, your vote diverts to, you know, that person over there. But it also, if you do have a, a, a Democrat and a uh, Republican running under that Republican ticket, you know, that you're, you're cross-polled there. Well, then that straight ticket gets split and and goes over there. So I, I don't know about this. You know, I, I think people need to get more educated. And you need to know 
who is running, and that's part of the candidate's uh, problem. You got to get out there and get your name out there so people get in their face. Mm. And that's that's a party's job too. Get your candidates out there and get them in their face because make these people sit there. I don't do the straight ticket thing. I try to, you know, know your take candidates. A good hard look. But yeah, no matter how hard I I try, you don't I, know I, everybody. I don't, I don't know these people. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Joe going down in flames. Uh, last night, Will Kane was on with Tucker. Will Kane mm-hmm. is the host of Fox and Friend Weekend. He was a former ESPN uh, anchor and personality. Uh, pretty smart guy, and he's a conservative. You might mm-hmm. know him from many times when Tucker will take a night off. Will Kane will will sit in and do an excellent job. And they right. were talking about Biden and where he's going. And listen to this. Will Kane is the co-host of Fox and Friend Weekend, the host of the Will Kane podcast, and our friend. He joins us tonight. Will Kane, thanks so much for coming on. I think it's very Tucker. obvious that Biden is being shafted by his own people, um, people whose identities will probably never come to light. Um, but I find it interesting it's on this traffic ticket offense and not on the fact that he's destroying the country by opening the southern border. Why is no one saying that? You know, I think it also, Tucker, could even begin in a more entertaining and petty fashion in that I think the story begins with Joe Biden's senility and incompetence, so much so that Democratic politicians and those who have a vested interest in using Joe Biden as a useful idiot go, wow, he's kneeling in front of the Golden State Warriors. Wow, he's calling Kamala Harris president. This guy can't be elected again. He can no longer be our useful idiot. I think his term as their useful idiot has expired. And so they're willing to now indulge in this, as you point out, classified traffic ticket. There's classified documents floating all over Washington in unsecured locations. But what I find fascinating, Tucker, is they're also willing to say that there are potential, we know this, you and I know this, everyone watching knows this, corrupt government deals between the Biden family and foreign adversaries that are antagonists to the American interest. I'm shocked to see that kind of thing on, for example, CNN now, talking about yes. Joe Biden's brother. And so that leads us to this. If, and I, I agree with the terminology, if permanent Washington thinks Joe Biden can no longer serve as their useful idiot, he can't be reelected in 2024, it's time to sell him down the river. And it's time to come up with a more important and harder job for them, finding another name. What's infuriating to me, and again, I just want to say if anyone deserves this kind of treatment, it's the guy who hates the country he leads, Joe Biden. So I'm not weeping for him. But I do think, call me naive, voters ought to be in charge of these decisions. In a democracy, voters get to decide who the president is. They can vote for anyone they want because it's their country. Um, I have to say, I'm wondering how long it's going to be before Michelle Obama starts getting warm and affectionate treatment on CNN. Well, first to Joe Biden, and I understand you're not extending sympathy, but I guess here's here's the um, here's the moral of that story, Tucker. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Yes. If you right. are elected through the manipulation of the American public and anti-democratic means, which no doubt about it, the election two years ago was anti-democratic at the very least by manipulating the public's access access to information and therefore our minds, then you will go down by the same very same powers that aided you right. on your way to perceived power. Now, you have said this. Uh, you have mentioned the name Michelle Obama. I think the Democrats are in a real tough spot. It Maybe, maybe. Or does Gavin Newsom get the, the treatment you're describing for Michelle Obama? You're going to have trouble. You and I are going to have trouble coming up with any other name outside of those two, I would suggest. Michelle Obama, Gavin Newsom. 
Man, if they can sell Gavin Newsom after what he has done to the state of California, then you will know it's all fake. Because no one who hey, can, lands can in LAX say, is going to vote for that guy. Hey, Tucker, on the state of the country, I want to say one thing, if I might, about fentanyl. I watched that footage you put up, and it is it is sad to see zombified Americans sitting there choosing synthetic opioids now right. over heroin. But the real story of, of, of fentanyl is the 16-year-old girl who buys a Xanax over the Internet and dies overnight. It's the 20-year-old guy who thinks he's buying Adderall. They're still doing something wrong, but they're not overdosing. They're being poisoned by drug cartels and the Chinese Communist Party. That's exactly right. It's murder. I couldn't agree more. Well, Kane, it's great to see you tonight. Thank you. Thanks, man. Boy, that was uh, so true. That especially the last part we talked about the drugs. Yeah. You know, I, it's a very important thing to point out that a lot of people don't realize they buy these drugs over the internet and they think they're buying it from a reputable pharmacy or something, and they're getting a deal. And many times they aren't the pill that you think you're getting. You know, oh, uh, yeah, it's it's all fake, but they have some kind of license. But then again, too, you know, I, I'm I'm noticing if you were to sit there and be driving down the road, you know, whether you're driving well or not. Yeah. And you're sitting there boasting a big old fat can of beer in your lap and you're sitting there guzzling it down as you drive and you drive by a cop. What's going to happen? You ain't pulled over. And you're going to get a DUI. You sure Probably are. take your car. You're going to spend about $10,000 to get your yeah. ass maybe, out of trouble. Maybe lose your, lose your license. The ceiling. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is a generation that grew up getting high. Now, I'm not saying anything about that, but they've legalized the gummies and the medical marijuana. Sure. It's not even medical marijuana. You can go to recreation. In Massachusetts, uh, you can get it. Here in Pennsylvania, you can get it. Uh, I worked with a guy in Pittsburgh who was in radio sales and he realized it was going to be legalized. So he got the little boutiques and he didn't put that much money into getting the medical license. And then when it popped, he got a hundred million dollars selling out to these big companies and he's sitting down in Florida, rich as all hell. But, you know, I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden I go, is there a skunk? Oh, no, it's it's coming out of the car next to me. And, you know, next thing you know, we're driving by a cop. That cop sure. can smell it, too. But they can't do anything to that. Hey, I, I got two grandchildren in um, in college. And mm -hmm. I, I can tell you that uh, a lot of good young people who wouldn't normally be doing this, now that they've legalized marijuana use in Massachusetts, uh, and, you know, one of the problems they have is a lot of kids when they should be studying are smoking, you know, grass in the dorm room. The dorms, mm -hmm. the dorms getting stunk up to high heaven. Uh, if you're somebody who doesn't participate in that, it's, it's too hey, bad. Look, you can get a secondhand buzz just like, you know, somebody goes, I don't smoke at it. I get cancer. Well, you're, you're in a area where people yeah. do smoke. You can get it secondhand. And I know all about that because, you know, I had bronchial pneumonia when I was a kid, got a little scurry in there. So I don't smoke. And if I'm around secondhand smoke, uh, I get a little green around the gills. I start getting real sick real fast. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. But what's amazing is, is Bill, is they've, they've made it so that we, if you smoke a cigarette in a room, oh, gosh, who, who's smoking in here? It's a big deal. It's a big mm -hmm. deal. Oh, you shouldn't be smoking in here. You can't smoke. This is a no-smoking zone. But then they'll let you go up to your room and smoke dope. 
Well, it's the same thing with marijuana. You can drive smoking a joint. Yeah. And, you know, there's the Farm Act of 2018 that that tells you how much of the hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic, the THC, you can get in your system. Now, you're going, well, I'm not going to be caught smoking a joint in case they can. Smell it, want to get me. I'll go get the gummies. What happened to these kids down in West Virginia? No, I'm not saying that the gummies that you're not entitled to them. I'm not saying you're not entitled to smoke that. If that's your, what you, if that's your thing, go right ahead. I, you know, I'm not against that, but you have to be responsible and the laws have to be complete to sit there and say, Oh, by the way, you've got to be of this age. Oh, by the way, if you're in your car, yeah. we smell it. You have it. You're buzzed. Doesn't matter. Well, your car is ours. You, if you, you're going to get the equivalent. If you're in an accident, why. if you're in an accident, they find that you have uh, uh, marijuana in your system. You're driving impaired. You will get uh, arrested for driving under the influence. Maybe the, the, the in it is not just a uh, harmless uh, thing to be doing. They will arrest you if you are buzzed. From marijuana. Now, if you're in an accident, see, now that there, there, there's clarification there that, you know, I, I wonder about because. No, that's go, well, that's if fact. I get in an accident, the ticket will show that I was right. No, actually, it won't show anything. Police don't show up and write tickets anymore at accidents. They write a police report. And generally speaking, they don't even side one way or the other oh. because the insurance companies, they go out there and they go, no, 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 no. We're not going to accept the police report. We'll take it, but we are going to determine because they sit down with a case. You know, maybe in a maybe in a perfect world they don't side, but I've had accidents and they do side. At least in my experience, you're damn right. I mean, uh, you know, my daughter was in an accident once where you know she had a light, she was turning left, some guy was in a hurry and he was coming the other way. There's a law in Pennsylvania; it's an insurance company law, but either way. He went off road and was passing cars on the brim and over into the field. Yeah, he ran through the light, sideswiped her, totaled the car. She ended up in the hospital. His excuse was, uh, I was in a hurry to get to the hospital. Yeah, right. And 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 my 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 wife is pregnant. Oh, well, let's my daughter's l- laid up in a stretcher, you yeah. know, and and this guy's wife is walking around. Well, let's get her in an ambulance, take her to the hospital, get checked. No, everything's fine. Now, what did my insurance company do? They said, well, the pictures and all the evidence. So your daughter was innocent. Your daughter was a victim. Your daughter was minding her own business. This guy drives off the road, but he says he's going to the hospital with a pregnant woman next to him. And the cop, the cop sides with him because he has a pregnant woman in the car. And guess who got $25,000 from my insurance company? He well, did. Now you know who got the $25,000. Well, it will go for the nursery for the baby. Uh, guess what couple didn't have a baby because they weren't pregnant? Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, now that was years ago, but my point is, you know, don't don't count on a police, you know, ticket to help you out. Hey, I was, stopped at, I was stopped at a dirty. I was stopped at a light. I was mm-hmm. stopped at a light, and somebody drove into my rear end of my car, and the cop said Glad that you clarified uh, that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> car, and uh, <laughs> they they cited they they gave 
they didn't really sigh. They just leaned heavily towards the person who rear-ended me, as if they trying to make it sound like I started to move and stopped. That's what they tried to, and I hadn't moved my car. But well, because I, the person the person behind me had said I started to move, they were trying to think about an, ex, an excuse. And the cops writing it down, the, the person who was stopped at the light started to move and then suddenly stopped. I said, that's not the, the, the case at all. I don't know what you're writing down there. And, you know, they get irritated if you get irritated, by the way. And I don't recommend if you're in an accident or if you're pulled over by a police officer, I do not recommend getting irritated, getting angry at the cop, because it can only make life more difficult for you in the long run. Okay. You know, when I was a youngster and got my driver's license, you know, one of the rules is you never argue with the police officer. You don't argue with that. The time to do it is in court. Right, exactly. Number two, if somebody rear-ends you, they're at fault. If you rear-end somebody, you're at fault. Doesn't matter what they did in front of you. They stopped for a dog or whatever. But the insurance companies have changed all that. But do you know one of the toughest things about uh, about a situation like that for a guy like you and me Mm-hmm. is that we have big voices. So if even when you're, if you get a little irritated, if you say in a oh, bill, yeah. a bill like, me. why are you talking so yeah. loud? Why are you talking so loud? And why do you sound so angry? You're being very direct. Maybe you're being what you think logical and they're, they're getting a vibe that you're angry and you're yelling at them. Well, anybody in broadcast Guys, and I would imagine even women too, because sometimes you know you know how to project your voice. Mm-hmm. Now you could be saying something, and you just want to make sure that they they hear you. Yes, but you're not doing anything. You're not angry. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you so angry? You're not. You're not. But it happens. But you have a, a style of delivery that you're used to using. Uh, may, maybe it's a, a, a whole. Maybe. It, it comes from being on the air and you're, you've sold yourself, you've sold commercials by how you manipulate and use your voice. It's your tool. Right. And uh, you're just carrying uh, it over to a personal situation. But uh, I've learned the best thing to do in a situation up, is be quiet. <laughs> and when you, yeah. do, when you do talk, talk calmly. I was pulled over once by a guy. Some branches had fallen, fallen on my car from a piece mm-hmm. of property. I mean, it was like, it wasn't like little branches. It was like a branch that was the size of a tree fell on my car. And, uh, I, I had to ha- get some help to get it off my car and a cop pulled up and the cops, it was a young guy and he started to get a little irritated because I was holding up traffic in like, and I, and I made it, I said to him at one point, do you think that I pulled over intentionally so that branch would fall on my car? Oh, that was <laughs> that yeah. wasn't a that wasn't a he this young officer was was uh, taken aback by that comment and uh, fortunately I was able to calm things down because I realized almost almost as soon as I had said it that it wasn't the smartest now, now, thing see, to have now said. Now you're bringing another discriminatory thing in. I mean, yes. you get discriminated by a, by the voice. Yes, uh, but also the size, your age, your age, and the size of you know, big guys too. Big guys and, and, and your age, you can be doing something going, yes. Uh, wow, this, uh, this, I'm having a problem with this program. <laughs> the, the computer keeps locking them. Give it to me. I'll do it. You know, it's like, excuse the hell out of me. What? 
Yes. You know, I'm not an idiot. I'm not any, you know, the internet's locked. Give it to me. I'll do it. A lot of people don't realize that you Mm -hmm. probably have been using computers since uh, the Texas 99 in 1988, okay? Uh, They they, they don't realize that you have a a good handle on computers. You know what you're doing. You can tear them apart and put them together. All they see is this old guy, (laughs) this old guy sitting at a keyboard, you know? I'll take Mm -hmm. care of that, sir. Really, you don't know how to work that. I can handle it. Well, you know, we live in a very impatient society. I think that's really what we're saying. Uh, you know, you, you've got to sit there. We we got to take a chill pill as a society. Well, well, I think a lot of it goes back to politics and our government yeah, it does. and the world we live in. It, you know, it has an effect on everything. It is isn't circle. Yeah, it isn't just what's happening in Washington and everything else is a little different. It, when your government, the people who are supposed to be uh, leading you as a country are lying to you and cheating uh, you uh, constantly, uh, it has an effect on your whole way of life. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, I wanted to, uh, you know, Carmela's, she was in Arizona. She visited Arizona yesterday. She's obviously next in line. If jo- oh, if, there's if, rumors yeah. she's being prepped. Yeah, I, really, that scares me. How long has she been the border czar? Two years? And I don't know whether she's ever been to the border. Maybe she's been by the border. Maybe she's been in the eh, a state that was a border state like she was yesterday. But she didn't visit the border yesterday. She was in Arizona yesterday. She did not mm-hmm. visit the border. You would have thought, wait a second, I'm the border czar, and the border's right down the road. Maybe I should just... Uh, drive down and take a peek. It would be good for my image. No, she didn't she didn't go down to the border. She turned around and hightailed it out of the state and that was it. You know, part of me thinks that if Joe were to resign and she becomes president, I think that'd still be a case to impeach her. Because she's she's the border czar. She's negligent. She's a she's supposed to be handling the situation at the border for the executive branch. And she is not doing it. She's completely well, ignored it. Well, the rumor was is that she was put in. I think uh, uh, one of the uh, two ladies in Congress made a point to say that she was an insurance policy. And I had heard that early on before they ever came to power. We knew who they were. She is an insurance policy. Find the biggest idiot to run with the big idiot. And that way... Uh, you wouldn't dare get rid of the big idiot because you just got another idiot in line, you know? So she is an insurance policy, but they may not have a choice unless they have a way to take them both out at once. Then, you know, how do they get their player in, into power? I hear a lot of people saying that, uh, she's not happy with the, being the vice president and she actually doesn't want to be president now. That's what I've heard. If that's well, that could be too. Maybe she reti- Maybe Joe, if Joe resigns or is removed, does she have to take the presidency? No, she doesn't have to do anything. I mean, you can you can step aside. Uh, look, there's maybe so she'll many resign. balls in the air. Who knows what one's gonna, you know? And then you first. and then you have Kevin McCarthy as your president. He would be the well, third. He's after Carmela. It's the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. uh, and he would be. That would be amazing. There's a guy who, who had to fight to get the speakership, and all of a sudden, 
he would be the uh, president of the United States. And that's what happened, by the way, with Nixon. You know, Nixon lost Spiro Agnew, and then he was impeached. And the, they moved, uh, what's his name, Ford into the vice presidency from the House of Representatives, and suddenly Ford became president, uh, which is kind of amazing. A guy who had never been voted into office was in the highest office in the land. Yeah. Amazing now, stuff. Uh, change the subject here because I know we're running out of time, but uh, I thought it was kind of funny. Press Corps now is fed up with uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. They're tired of dealing with her. Because she's not answering any questions. That's right. the truth. Yeah. That's she- pretty sad. And then Biden, if you remember, you know, while everything was going on, he was getting record high polls of uh, popularity even a week ago. Record high polls. Mm-hmm. And he's hit a new peak for a record low poll now since uh, all the scandal has been coming out about the documents, which is why, you know, I got to tell you, there we know there's more out there. Everybody knows there's more out there. Don't buy, you know, investigate it before you look at it because they are there is a lot of fake stories out there. They are really trying to circle around and, and muddy the waters. But another story, in- another story we talked about recently was um, – we said we talked about digital money. We talked yeah. about uh, they're trying to make it so that we don't have cash anymore uh, available to us. Everything is digital, and I said, "Well, I don't like the idea because they can erase your money." And we kind of we shook our heads, like, "Yeah, I guess they could." Uh, some Bank of America customers said money is missing from their accounts, including funds from Zelle deposits, whatever that is. I'm not sure what that is. Um, Ray Garcia has trusted Bank of America with his money for 20 years. He said, I was surprised, like, whoa. So I I checked my transactions. I had like 15 different Zelle transactions. I don't know what that is. Maybe someone in the audience does and they can. uh, uh, Zelle? Isn't that a money transfer thing? It could be. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. That was like a red flag for me right there because I don't remember doing all of that in one day. He says about $700 went missing from his account. Uh, folks, uh, you go all digital, and they can manipulate your cash and your private account, period, end of sentence. They can steal your money. And- well, read the fine print, because most of the things out there anymore, it really seems glorious on the front page. And then you yes. get into the second page of the terms, yes. and, uh, you know, they go, Hey, this free thing is going to cost you $129 in seven days. <laughs> That's true. And that every month. And getting that turned off, best thing to do is just tank the card or yeah. tank the account because they're going to keep zapping no matter what. By the time you get it fixed, you know, they they will have made off with your bank account. So look at friends. Uh, we're about ready to wrap this thing up. But things to look out over the weekend uh, uh, is the the slide of Joe Biden. Will it continue over the weekend? Will there be some sudden stop? Will he be rescued? Or, I mean, will he even be president on Monday? The way things are going, they're looking to get rid of him ASAP. So yeah. uh, uh, this could be an interesting weekend. Uh, keep keep your eyes on the news. And if something happens, we've said this before, check back to our, our site, itsanotherday.com or crnamerica.com, and uh, listen up because we may have an update uh, with our our view of what's going on, we try we'll try to give you the the straight scoop, as they say. 
Yeah, uh, the scrape, the the scoop of the poop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, what? The, the the poop scoop. That's a, that's a new website. No, Good, I'm kidding. Super. Hey, listen. Uh, we have a phone number you can contact us at eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. If you have a a question, a comment, if you want to advertise in the program. Uh, call that number, leave your name, your phone number, your email address, whatever, contact information. We'll get back to you, and we'll we'll talk, okay? Yeah, there's also mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. And, of course, uh, mail at crnamerica.com. Please do write. Uh, you can call. You can also uh, share our link. Oh, you yes. Know, you like the show, share it with some friends and get them to share it, too. You know, we always get a lot of great feedback. Then We know the numbers are big and great. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that we do fall shy of is um, we're kind of a, a, a tightly wrapped, you know, Package. podcast. And, and, yeah, you know, uh, and we don't really uh, push those envelopes. And yes. I think we need to push those particular buttons. And We uh, spend a lot of time preparing our shows, getting ready to do this. And and oftentimes we don't spend enough time promoting it, trying to spread the word, things like that. Uh, so we ask you to help us in that area because we haven't got the time to do both right now. We're not staffed by a lot of people. It's basically Bill and I, and and uh, we're doing the yeoman's work here. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. When you sit there, like we we put an hour into the podcast just doing it. Uh, there's time beforehand that we sit down and talk, and then individually we we go through the news yeah. and jot notes down, or you print a, a phone book. Um, <laughs> and true. so by the time it's done, and then you're throughout the day, you know, you, people will call, hey, did you hear about this? You, you know, and you hear yeah. about different things. And then you go and you look it up. And so what I'm saying is you're tired when it's all done. Absolutely. I'm tired just hearing you talk like that. Hey, look, have a great weekend, my friend. Enjoy yourself. I know you're going to be doing some traveling. Drive carefully. And uh, we'll look forward to doing it again on on Monday, unless, of course, something major happens and we'll be in touch. Then, yeah, uh, our, our church will be right here. Sunday on this podcast. Yes. Amen. Take care, my friend. See ya. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>